You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I am Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. OKSIS. Welcome back to OK Sis. Welcome, everyone. If you are a new listener, welcome. I'm Scout. I'm Mads. And we are the sisters behind OK Sis Podcast. We're actually sisters. We're yeah. not just like fooling you. No, we're legit sisters, we're blood sisters. Blood. One time I tried to push her out of a moving van. What are you talking about? Yeah, I tried to do that one time when we were little. I feel like we are uncovering a lot of uh, trauma that I have experienced in my life. Sorry, it's of you. probably all of me. Damn. Do you work? Do you work uh, me on therapy? No. Oh, good. So I didn't <laughs> totally. It hasn't, you for co- life. it hasn't come up yet. Oh God, tell me when it does. Oh dear Jesus. Okay, keep going. Okay, oh, we so don't, well, well, we do believe in Jesus. No, we don't. Well, we're Jewish. Okay, but Jesus. we believe he existed. Exactly. That's what yeah. I meant. Okay. Just wanted to clarify that. Okay, moving on from that. Um, I was listening. This kind of ties into my current fixation of the week, which you guys will hear in a few moments. Um, I was listening to the Skinny Confidential, him and her podcast, and they did a whole intro on confidence. And I was really moved by the conversation. And I started really thinking about how confidence plays a daily role in my life, whether or not I identify as a confident person, what confidence means to me. And I felt, Mads, that you would have some pretty good insight into this as well. So I kind of wanted to open the discussion to talk about what confidence means to us and how we employ it on a daily basis. All right. Well, how, how do you employ it? I would say that I'm a pretty confident person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I used to not be a very confident person. I think I had a little bit uh, low self-worth, especially in my days when I was really into the depths of my bipolar disorder and I couldn't function. Um, but since kind of get, uh, kind of getting through milestones like publishing my own magazine in Barnes and Noble and founding a women's media site and starting a podcast, these little 
things that I've accomplished have built me up to kind of retain a certain level of confidence that I move through my daily life with. Hmm. So to me, I think the the only not the only way I think most people are born with a certain level of innate confidence. And if you're struggling to um, expand that level or increase your confidence, it really just has to come from your mental state. So you have to just decide to be confident. Like I think any person who's confident, it's not a facade, but it is it's a choice. choice it's a fake it till you make it it's a i'm i'm waking up and i'm gonna just stand up straighter i'm gonna i'm going to be in the room a little more i'm going to make my presence known if you just do those things and i know it's harder than than it you know just me saying it but really that's that's how i am confident and i think people would look at me and say and say that i'm confident and i think that's pro that probably attributes to my like volume of my voice but also and my you know just my booming presence that's not what Mm, i meant to say but But just like booming presence (laughs) just like my my energy levels i think people would associate that with confidence but i mean even the most extroverted and outgoing person can have low confidence can have low confidence and low self-esteem so i'm not saying that my confidence is not something that i continuously work on um i think my confidence wavers in in smaller ways or or in lesser known ways um more so my internal dialogue and my inner voice and the the things i say the self-talk the negative self-talk um could use could use a little more confidence i think that's that's definitely a, an area everybody of my life. has that reel that goes on in their head that doesn't serve them and i think once you realize that it doesn't serve you and that you only have the mind that you have it's a little bit easier to kind of combat those negative thoughts and replace them with more positive confident confidence yeah. boosters if so you know yeah for lack i think of a better term. i think on the surface level I appear confident and I do feel that way in a lot of the situations I'm put in. Um, I think the work I need to do is internally and being internally confident in myself. And I think that will take whatever like happiness level and um, demeanor and and lifestyle. I think that's going to skyrocket it once I kind of connect those two. And also like having insecurities is totally normal. Everybody has insecurities. And mm-hmm. I think that's something to really remember as you're out there, maybe comparing yourself to somebody else um, or feeling down upon yourself. Like insecurities are a totally natural thing to have. Um, what's interesting to me is how people combat those insecurities. It's how you react to it. You yeah, know, for sure. When you see a happy person or a a person that is very in touch with their emotions and how and how they operate that doesn't mean that they're happy all the time that's just impossible to be happy it's all the impossible time. and that's just not the definition it's it's how you react to your insecurities how you react to um uh, tragedies or certain things that happen in your and traumas in your life like how not even trauma just like little inconveniences and mm-hmm. things like that like those those reactions and those impulses are really telling about how you live your life in the long term and i think this really ties into our interview that you guys are about to hear bianca has kind of taken her life situation by the horn and completely created an amazing life for herself with incredible accomplishments. Um, Wait, before we talk about Bianca, though, we have to do word of the week. Oh, yeah. Sorry. 
Okay. Getting this ahead is, of yourself. This now. is good. This one's good. This really um, actually relates to confidence. The uh, word of the week is cornucopia, and it means an abundant, overflowing supply. So if you have a cornucopia of confidence, you are doing stuff right. Yes. You see but if you that? don't have one, you can still then that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> you can still achieve it. You can still achieve it. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Look it's whatever you, you put your mind to. Yeah, using our word of the week. Thanks. Relating it back. Thanks. Um, also, uh, side note, I would like to propose an OK Sis drinking game. Ooh. Um, oh, no. This is going to be making fun of me. What is it? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, sisters, if you're listening to this, like, um, not in, not operating a vehicle or, like, not at work. Actually, you're at work. Do it, too. Just participate all across the board. Um, take a shot anytime <laughs> Scout mentions Murakami or <laughs> or that she has a mental illness. Oh, my God. But what are mine? That. I was trying to think of mine, and I you can't. You don't have any. I don't have any? I don't Sorry that Murakami and bipolar is, like, the bane of my existence. <laughs> it's part of your it's part of your it's part of my being. DNA, literally. Oh my god! Literally every time you say work on me, and I'm sure, like I've actually really, only said it like two or three times. I know, but it's it just it makes it's me laugh redundant. Every time. Okay, it, I get it's it. It's not redundant. You can keep saying it. Just like I think we should just make a drinking game out of okay, it. Okay, well then people are gonna get drunk. <laughs> um. Anyways, okay. So back to Bianca. This episode is incredible. Bianca is, um. You know, I knew her in high school and she was always this like spunky and dogged personality like this person. She just is so fierce in her path and her passion and also like a little spiritual in a way. She is. She definitely has a spiritual, which which really came out in this episode, which I loved. And she's unwavering in her in her pursuit pursuit to just like and you know you'll Take listen over the world right like her you'll listen her path is a bit like in particular and it's 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 amazing it's amazing but it's not very like we should say who she is she's a model she's an artist she's, she's a writer she's a writer she, she's like she's a, a freelance extraordinary yeah multi-hyphenate that's my new word just so you know multi-hyphenate what about multifarious you're giving up on that one yeah because we've over now take a shot for every multifarious we use it too much okay you're right multi-hyphenate yeah take a shot every time maddie says polymathic okay that's you're gonna get wasted also i i mean i i haven't been saying i've been like replacing it now with multifarious and then now you're replacing that (laughs) with multi what is it hyphenate so so every synonym of polymathic you have to take a shot yeah okay anyways back to bianca this is definitely um not her her aura bianca back to her grounded behavior she is incredible so um, be inspired. Uh, this is a long one, just so you guys know. So just kind of buckle up. But I think I think it, there's it's a, a good lot one. of gems, and um, just listening to her voice, she's so soothing. So yeah. So uh, enjoy, sisters. Have fun, sisters. My goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. 
I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes. And Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Born and raised in Coronado, California, Bianca Valle always knew that the city life was for her. She graduated New York University's Tisch School of the Arts with a major in film and a minor in art history. In addition to her previous roles at Milk and Nylon, she does freelance photography, painting, and production design for editorial videos and short films. Lately, she's also been modeling for a number of brands that are striving to feature girls with untraditional looks. Without further ado, Bianca Valle. Hey, girl. Hello, hello. Oh, we're stoked <laughs> to have you on right now. Oh, the beautiful ma- horse mane of hair. Okay, your hair is next fucking level. Guys, Bianca's hair is Please down to her ass. 
It's like mermaid locks. It is unreal. It is. It's quite. It's quite uh, <laughs> a situation. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I actually situation. believe it or not. Um, to all of those listening, before we were recording this, I was taming the mane <laughs> because, unfortunately, it is quite a process. Um, I don't brush it every day. Um, it can't be as high maintenance as Mads in my hair. We got Jufros. We have Jufros. I mean, that's true. I, it, in theory, everyone has like a, a hair thing. A thing. Yeah, you're so right. that's my no thing. One wa- no one. Everyone wants someone else's hair. It's just the. Yeah. It's like the pact. It's like you're whatever. Right, yeah. It's anything. Yeah. Anyways, we'll we'll dive into that more. But um, so just so everyone knows, Bianca and I went to high school together here in good old Coronado. Coronado. <laughs> Nado nods, um, and she. We we didn't really know each other that well in high school, but I definitely admired her from afar she Aww. had this like hip Vibe. like aura about her and i always just admired your individuality especially in this this s- town that we went to school in um and then i went to nyu and then you called me and you were like i want to go to nyu i'm deciding between nyu and berkeley tell me everything you like or whatever and i was like do not go to nyu and Thank God she did not listen to me because she had the best experience at NYU and she's thriving in New York now. So here we are. Here we are. Here we are. I'm currently where we are recording this in our hometown of hometown. California. It I mean, comes Coronado. Full circle. Yeah. Like, look at us. It's so crazy. Cute. So cute. Okay. So let's do current round of current fixations. Current round, current round current of current fixations. Current. <laughs> I hope you guys are editing this. Oh, no, no, girlfriend. Oh no, this is all this. raw and real. Really? Yeah. Oh, you sound amazing. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I'm stumbling. I'm. St- I gotta warm up. Did you hear me? I gotta, me? Stretch, I gotta just stretch hear what a I just little did. bit. <laughs> current, a current, fit, current round of current fixation. Current fixation. Current. <laughs> is this live? Is it live? No, it's <laughs> not live. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Have you ever heard a podcast before, Bianca? Yeah, but who does not edit a podcast? Oh my god, no, no people. people don't really. The best conversations are when it's not edited. It's just. Free, free flow. flow. Okay. You're well, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try really hard to not stumble. Oh, I'm you're really, fine. no. You're I'm like I'm just landing from Mexico City, and I'm have like Spanish brain, <laughs> English Spanish. brain. I'm just a yeah, mess. It's a jumble. Even, but here we are, even, girl. Just, just let it. We're let letting it flow. flow. Let it flow. Let it flow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, Scout. Okay, so my current fixation this week is Lauren Everett's Bostic. She is a blogger, but what I really, really look up to her for is her business savvy. She's <clears throat> incredible when it comes to business and branding. Can you tell them <clears throat> what her name is? Yeah, I said it. Lauren Everett's no, Bostic. Her oh, her, blo- her blog is called The Skinny Confidential. Yeah. Um, but what I love so much about her is that she diversifies her income streams. So she has a blog and Instagram, which she gets paid for certain ads. She has a fitness program, which is a monthly subscription of $10 a month. Goals. She has a podcast where she brings in revenue from advertisement. She has a coconut lube company where she brings in money from sales. And I'm like, this girl knows what's fucking going on. And when you look at her Instagram, it's super like hot pink, like super girly, which is not my aesthetic. But her brain and the way it mm. operates and her hustle is so fucking inspiring. I like if I need a business pick me up or a hustle pick me up or a creativity inspiration pick me up, I immediately go to her because she's always providing value to her readers and her listeners. And she reaches out to every she answers like every single DM people send her because yeah. she knows the value of community. She does, she's not like I'm too big to totally. Yeah, so she's she's, she's a powerhouse. She's definitely a hustler. I I get that vibe from her, and she has this like. Lady 
laser focused on laser what she's focused. trying to achieve. That's very true. And she, it's the, the value she puts out is pretty intense. I mean, it's amazing what she does every day. So she's yeah. someone that I really look up to. Oh, the skinny confidential. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Okay, so my current vexation, I am currently reading this book by Abby Jacobson. I might regret this. She is the co-creator and star, and she stars in Broad City with Alana Gla- uh, Glazer. Oh, love them. Yeah, so she just created a book. It's a, it's her recount of her journey driving across the country um, by herself. It was after a breakup, and... Um, she just kind of goes into the different stops that, that she stops at the different like inns and bed and breakfasts and, um, the cities and just like her inner dialogue at those places. Um, and then she also, uh, it's, it's also a book of illustrations. So she has like illustrations of her, of the the podcasts and the albums that she listened to along the way. And, um, you mean, there's definitely like a sense of loneliness in, in the book but But when is there not i know of course (laughs) i mean she's she's all alone in the whole book but like there's a sense of loneliness you get but there's this also empowering independence type of feeling throughout it because it is her mourning a breakup her first love and just how she's coping with it and it's I guess just driving across the country alone. Amazing! I want to read that. Oh, it's on. It's great. That's She's going on my and the thing about yeah. her. The thing about her is, you know, in Broad City, we see her as this very silly, humorous character, and in this, it's she's super vulnerable, serious. Um, and deep and it's but also with like that comedic aspect as mm-hmm, well so mm-hmm. it's awesome okay yeah everyone that's a good it. one all right bianca so my current fixation yeah is um i'm gonna butcher his name i'm pretty sure he's has some sort of french background but it's alan day baton yeah Wait, oh here we stop. go here, here we go this is, he is my favorite author and he's yeah. the author i have yet to read oh my god yeah holy what have you what have you read from him i'm obsessed with the school of life oh my god okay keep going yeah <laughs> so exactly so i i guess what i'm trying to do is navigate through the school of life um with him he has lots of talks lots of books mm-hmm. um i purchased uh art is therapy mm-hmm. and i've kind of been dabbling in it and kind of using it as like a reference so if i'm feeling something i kind of crack it open and read a few passages that's what his books are kind of like where you can just crack them open they're not really narratives they're more like anecdotes mm-hmm. just like and ser- essays yeah, yeah, and yeah essays. Essays, i would yeah. say yeah just like compiled essays but right now i'm reading one of his books called small pleasures mm-hmm. And basically, he kind of analyzes really uh, day-to-day situations or tasks or things. For example, he has this one essay that talks about the simple and small pleasure of a fig. And how it's you just like, love figs. I love figs. I, lo- I love figs. I love too. figs. I could go through a whole box like that. Oh, I ha- I do. She's obsessed. I do. Obsessed Summer with is my fig. It's the fig time. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, with, I'm so with you on that. Yeah. And I think but going back to this whole the whole concept of pleasure. And I think it's because the reason I gravitate towards them is because it is such a romantic, mm-hmm. luxurious little morsel mm-hmm. that I'm just so attracted to it classic classic Taurus we love like everything extra so I love buying them because they just are just so extra but they are luxurious you're right 
I think I am. No, it's an amazing are. thing. Thank you. Yeah, for hey, sure. Girl. <laughs> um, but he, t- for example, an essay kind of breaks down the smell of a fig, the taste of a fig, where you would find a fig, and how figs come in and out of your life, um, and how that's something really special. Mm-hmm. And um, figs always leave an impression on you when you see them. For example, like when they're in a salad at this random restaurant uh, that you order – when they're on a random salad in a random restaurant, <laughs> you definitely stop and you're like, oh, there's a fig. Like you definitely uh, kind of acknowledge acknowledge its presence and the power that a fig has mm. to do that is kind of incredible because what other fruit do you acknowledge like that? You're so and, right. You know? Yeah. Like oh when God, you I'm see feeling fi- inspired right now. Right? Like when you <laughs> see a fig, you're like, oh, there's a fig. Like yeah. you acknowledge its presence. Mm-hmm. And it's a damn fruit, guys. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's I think this is like the best conversation I've ever had on this podcast. That like seriously (laughs) spoke to my soul. Wow. I mean, but that's this guy. This this man. You would love a Lambda Platon. I don't know why. It's been on my list forever. Oh my God. So, okay. Yes. So he does have like an encyclopedia of life advice and wisdom in the school of life, which is this school that he created in London, which is just um, a school for emotionally intel and emotion- how to gain emotional intelligence and Ooh, drive yourself through okay. the world. Um, just like how we've talked about, like how to fall in love, how to meet your right partner, how to do like he's, he teaches you, he teaches courses in those more emotional oh, wow. topics of your life. But what I would recommend is he did write one fiction book, well, actually two, cause it's like a sequel but one called on on love and it's it kind of brings in psychology and it follows this love story between two people in london these two young people and kind of like how like the the ebbs and flows of a relationship and you know the lust part but then like the kind of getting comfortable part and then the like how to sustain it part and then maybe like there's you know Yeah, exactly. And it's and he just brings in also his whole background of psychology and philosophy into the fiction. Yeah, Mm. it is probably one of the best books I've ever read. It's my favorite. That's the magical thing about the way that he writes is that even though he's writing about figs, there will there will be a sentence talking about the sweetness of a fig. But then the next line, he ties the sweetness of a fig into this giant life concept that can wreck you. Yeah, he's like, just like the sweetness or like yeah. the the melancholy of life and yeah, you're just yeah, like yeah, damn yeah, yeah. you okay. know it's it's beautiful going to amazon tonight yeah and ordering everything he definitely integrates those two very seamlessly he's he's incredible sounds like i would like his prose too oh absolutely yeah i mostly read it for the prose for and pro- then okay, you I'm get all the ancillary benefit is that you get all this wisdom but the prose is awesome okay yeah. cool i love a good prose um okay bianca talk about you yeah let's talk about, talk about, you, about girl. you girl oh man Look at you and your denim on denim canadian no, tuxedo so thanks guys i'm very much a denim on denim gal it's love just so it. easy yeah i'm all about easy we, i feel you i have like a love-hate relationship with denim i never what? found denim I, on denim or no just just denim, just denim. Oh. like i've jeans i always felt were so uncomfortable i never understood how oh people God, thought they jeans are. were comfy yeah and then um, I just recently found the perfect pair of jeans. I wear page jeans, and I feel like I'm in sweatpants in them. My jacket is page. Oh, there they we make go. Good denim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, let's talk about you. Okay. Anyways, so let's. So you're super young, and you're like one year younger than me, which is just makes me feel very underaccomplished. But it's okay. And you have already, you know, succeeded in so many different ways. So can you just talk to us about? What happened after graduation and how did you kind of get to where you are right now? 
Well, <laughs> we all have different paths. Yes. And <laughs> life comes in waves. So it could be that right now I'm just, you know, on the up and up and you could be next, Maddie, or I'm on <laughs> she the is way. next. Yeah, she you are. Next. You're here. Classic. We're here now. And, you know, it's really funny and it's, it's kind of a lot of pressure when uh, people do say, like, oh, you're doing so well and you're so totally. young. And it makes me nervous because I'm like, well, what's going to happen when I'm 26? Am I going to die? Am I going to no. die? Is that going to be it? Yeah. No, but but I have to just remind myself to pace myself. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I think that's why I am where I am is because I don't have a good grasp on pacing myself. I'm a very mm-hmm. extreme person. It's either all or nothing, which isn't sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm slowly learning that uh, recently, but we can we'll get into that. So after I graduated NYU, I found a job at Milk Studios doing their social media. And the reason that I got hired there was because while I was at NYU, I interned for Legs, which used to be an old production company that was a part of Milk Studios. Mm. And then once I was in Legs, one of the founders one day said um we're gonna create a makeup line do you want to be like intern for our makeup line and i was like why would a photo studio make a makeup line but i was like yeah whatever sure so i would sit with her in her like head honcho office Mm -hmm. um on her couch and i would just research it girls so at this point in time instagram was not the beast that it is now. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely was on it way more. And I kind of took pride in knowing like the it girls, you know, and I Mm -hmm. felt like I had a good filter of knowing the ones that were genuine and Mm -hmm. were kind of in the limelight for a good reason. So my job as an intern was to compile lists of like who the new faces would be and concepts about like, don't waste your time doing your makeup for the party, like be at the party. Mm. So that those sorts of like little concepts I came up with, I named several products. Um, I named the highlighter lit. That was me. Wow. And um, one of the uh, lip colors is called new whip. I did that one. Um, it was really fun. It was really fun. And I got along with a lot of gals there so much so that I was recommended to be community manager there, which was just uh, managing all their social media. So I ran the account I think I was there for six months until one good day I got an email from Jade Taylor, who at the time had just become the beauty director at Nylon Magazine. Mm. And the reason Jade Taylor knew me was because I used to intern uh, at Nylon Magazine, um, which I think is a key, one of the biggest keys to where I am now was interning. I, the second I landed in New York, um, I forget where I was, where I was, but I stumbled into like a magazine shop. There's lots of little magazine shops, uh, downtown and I gravitated towards nylon cause I've always been a big nylon girl and it kind of just like clicked. I was like, Oh my goodness, nylon must be based in New York. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm in New York. I'm going to intern for nylon. You know, this like devil wears Prada dream. And that is something that I'm so grateful of. I'm a big, big dreamer. And mm-hmm. I kind of it's so funny. I've been told that I don't really think about consequences mm-hmm. so much so that I will be like, oh, I'm going to intern at, Nyl- at Nylon and I don't even think about it and I just do it mm-hmm. instead of like thinking of what what repercussions could happen. It's not like there's a repercussion interning at Nylon, but with a lot of things yeah. in my life, I don't think about 
the negative thing that could happen. Interesting. Which is a good and a bad thing. Anyway. I mean, that's very self-aware that you have even recognized that in yourself. That you... And when I said, like, you're so young, because, I mean, now that I say that, I kind of hate myself for saying that because I don't like when people say that to me, like, oh, you're so young, you've accomplished so much. And it is true. It's a little intimidating to be told, like, oh, you've already been in vogue, you've already been this, you're getting all these opportunities, and you're so young. Like, yeah, where is there to rise? And I I think what more I meant is just, like, where did that kind of persistence to even get you to this point come from in such a quick manner you know that is something to be proud of yeah you know like yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't diminish that I wouldn't like put that down and say and for you I mean but it is realistic for you to say like it's not sustainable yeah um and I think and you understanding that right now can you can shift your mindset now to kind of think okay now that I know that this type of up, 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 up is not sustainable, how do I kind of level it out and maintain it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is that kind of where you're at now? Yeah, I think – so going back to my to my story, so when I did first move to New York, I just got bit by this bug sure. where I wanted to do everything. And I think that's why New York is so magical is because there is this energy that either can affect you positively – or negatively mm-hmm. a lot of yes. people get really overwhelmed in new york i get very overwhelmed I do in too. new york <laughs> yeah and i i didn't know and i like i said i wasn't conse- consequent consequential mm-hmm. what's the yeah. word consequent it sounds like that's really served you though it has so mm-hmm. when i when i was like oh i'm gonna go to nyu mm-hmm. i didn't think about i didn't think past like NYU. the cool part yeah you know i was like right. oh there's gonna be like taxis <laughs> and like i can wear like tights in the winter yeah you know i didn't think about the throngs of people sure. the different cultures the dangers i was very i guess i have naive this like beautiful though. naive naivete this naivete mm-hmm. to my to my thought process and i think that's truly what has what propelled me through school i was fearless i went uh, every semester with an internship. I interned at Nylon. I interned at Jill Stewart. I interned um, at Milk. I interned at Refinery29. Mm-hmm. Um, I was relentless. I would utilize uh, our career center, which I think a lot of people kind of scoff at a career center, but I it served me really well. I would go in and, you know, if you really break it down for those younger, uh, I guess, listeners who are, um, studying or, or in college, employers looking for interns will look at universities. I mean, yeah, where else? So course. they put list there. They put they put postings up on university websites, and I feel like a lot of people don't make that connection. That's mm-hmm. a really like, good tip. They're like, "How do I find an internship?" Well, it's like Go obviously a company is going to be like, "Oh, we want everyone from NYU to intern at our." company totally so if you make that connection i think it, it will really serve you so that's what i did i interned at all these places um i'm lucky that i love people i love speaking to people i love making conversation i'm very open um i talk about anything i talk about everything which has been has proven me uh, <laughs> a little uh negatively in some situations and in other situations it's been really positive for example i gravitated towards a lot of people at these internships mm-hmm which then led to jobs. And that's why Jade reached out to me from Nylon because while I was interning there, I would always speak to her and ask her for advice on skincare mm-hmm. and 
I was so in awe coming from such a small town and finally living this like, like I said, devil wears Prada dream that I was so hungry. I was like the annoying intern that asked all, asked all the questions. I would go up to everyone and say, hey, can I help you? Hey, what can I do? Like, can I intern in two departments at once? I was so damn hungry. I love, I love it when people are hungry. It like just gets me going because I think that so many people want to do so many things, but they lack that internal hunger. Yeah. And to see it so clearly projected onto you is such a testament to what being hungry can lead to. Yeah. But it's also, it's a common thread that we have, have been seeing on this podcast as well. Like we interviewed Amanda Thomas of Love AJ, the jewelry line, and she did the exact same thing with Rachel Pally. She was an intern and she would literally just like, Rachel Powell was like, oh, I need to drive to downtown. She's like, oh, can I sit with you? Can I just talk to you? Can I just like yeah. pick yeah. your brain? And it's that grit. It's tenacity. That t- yeah. And I, I think, I mean, I think that's everything. I think that trumps um, talent, talent, merit. I think that trumps intellect. There's always going to be someone smarter in the room. But if you, you could be the hardest worker and that's something if that you, you can control hungriest. and yeah. have a feeling. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I totally agree with that. And it's it's a hard pill to swallow mm-hmm. because people it's hard to accept the fact that you create your own reality mm-hmm. and you you can motivate yourself as much as you want to. Mm-hmm. But it's sometimes it's really hard to find that motivation. Totally. But it's also you have to be aware Mm -hmm. and if you hear yourself complaining about a situation or thinking oh i wish that were me well then do Do it it. just do it people always so i started a magazine when i was 22 yeah and we sold it in barnes and noble locations across the country and people my friends who had dreams of doing things would ask me how to do it and i just just do it do it just start tomorrow today right now tell someone be held accountable just start yeah i i actually got dinner with a friend back in new york and we were talking about our lives. She is 30, I believe. Um, I tend to attract a lot of older people in my life. Mm-hmm. So we were at dinner and she was like, dude, I can't believe you're doing your food thing. Like, I can't believe you're studying nutrition. I can't believe you just did it. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you literally woke up and realized that that was your calling. And you just did it. And I'm like, yeah, you just do it. And she's like, I want to start my own business. I want to have my own company. I want to do this. And I'm and she's like, what do I do? And I'm like, girl, you like just quit your job tomorrow and go You'll do it. You'll figure it out. Yeah. You'll you have figure to it do out it. real quick. But you can't, you can't be scared. And, and, and that's the thing. If you keep waiting for the, we're just like speaking all these truths. If you keep, if you wait for the perfect moment, it's not going to come. It's never going to come. It's not going to come. You have to do it. And it's, I mean, it's about sacrifice and it's also being fearless. And I think that's where this, little pattern of not thinking about what could happen mm-hmm. and you just you just figure it out when you get there you know so you're an entrepreneur at heart you know is that something you identify with or is that not a word that you would use to describe yourself I don't know yet okay. I don't know yet because forever I thought that getting a, a nine to five was was it was what I wanted um, and once I was at a nine to five, regardless of it being amazing. Like mm-hmm. milk was an amazing place. Nylon was an amazing place. I would still walk to work and think, wow, this is kind of wild that we wake up and go sit in the same place mm-hmm. every day and do the <laughs> same thing every day, every day, every day. Right. And so I would, I started getting, I, would, I mean, it's like the, the average kind of classic, wow. So this is life moment after any graduate. 
mm-hmm. I would think has. Um, but like I said, I'm very extreme so much so that I acted on it, which a lot of people just accept it because I mean, it's the way the world works, you know, like mm-hmm. you have yeah. to work, we have to work, we have to make money, but we, it's shifting. It's, it's shifting. And, and that's something that kind of, that's my safety net because it's really hard these days to say that I'm a freelance creative because people are like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Wait, okay, so for people that don't know you, can you talk a little bit about some of your accomplishments and some of the work that you do do? That might be my brother. <laughs> oh, someone's at the door. Um, we'll let them handle that. Okay. Um, I'm in my childhood home <laughs> to all of those listening. <laughs> um, but so w- I was at Nylon. So I left Milk to go to Nylon because I was asked to be their beauty editor. I was at Nylon writing for the magazine for about three months before it folded. And once it folded, I kind of patterned in and out of writing, I guess, positions. Um, And that's when these accomplishments, if you will, started happening. Um, I was asked by Nike to be a face of one of their races they had a 5k in new york um and i feel like that kind of kick-started this whole um i guess like freelance life i feel like i'm skipping things i mean yeah. but it, no but i mean that it, also your path was so, as you said just like not non-linear D- yeah D-linear? Non-linear. non-linear non-linear um and there, it's a trajectory that is so unique and feels so authentic to you. I mean, there. I feel like people have written about you even when you were at Nylon and at, yeah. like you had you you weren't just that nine to five girl. You were also this a personality. a personality that people knew that people wanted to write about. Um, and that's that's kind of where we people saw you in Vogue or saw you Urban Outfitters did a thing like Madewell. You know, like th- I think those popped up. And we're sprinkled throughout your entire career so far, yeah. which is kind of great because, like, you think that people behind the scenes in these in these nine to five jobs, like, don't get that type of attention. So yeah. that's kind of that's kind of interesting and unique to you. To you, I thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I, mean, I just, I just adore you. If you don't, if you, if didn't you really haven't picked that up, you guys are so sweet. I, I just, I feel like I have so much to say and it's just, it's, it's hard because totally. I have done so much and it's, it's kind of a funny thing because I'm so deep in it. I don't realize it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. But you're right. I guess I was very motivated even while I had nine to fives, even while I was studying in school to kind of pursue these outside projects and I think it's because in New York people are that way mm-hmm. everyone has 9,000 things going on so totally. I thought oh if I don't do that I'm gonna fall behind or fall to the wayside or not you know it, that's how that's how you uh, reach you achieve your goals that's how you get closer to your dreams is by mm-hmm. doing a thousand and one things at once hmm. so I adopted that mentality really early on um, because that's what everybody else was doing but I guess I just happened to do it really hard and really fast, which um, kind of led me to where I am. But yeah, so for example, when I was at, at Milk, I would kind of like dabble down below at Milk Makeup or mm. I made my own zine or I had my own art show. Um, I do, I get, fine art is kind of a heavy word, but I paint. 
Um, so I had Ooh, my own what are, art what are show. Your, what are your paintings like? They're abstractions. So I, I've always painted ever since I was little. My dad mm-hmm. is really artistically inclined. Um, and my parents would buy me canvases and acrylic paint and I would sit up in my room pre this is pre-internet days and we had to entertain ourselves whoa with like (laughs) non-computer things um and so yeah I would just paint and my parents love museums and I grew up going to museums and every time we went to museums I would always buy postcards of paintings that resonated with me and they're usually like a Degas or something by Toulouse-Lautrec and so I would get those postcards and try and recreate these like amazing paintings paintings of these amazing artists um so I kind of got in the swing of that um yeah so I would have my own my own shows and I think you can tell by the way that I speak and the way that I think I am super interested in a thousand and one things Mm -hmm. I'm doing a thousand and one things at once um and I think that has served me because I'm able to do everything that I want and I let myself do anything that I want and I think that's the key, I think people are scared that maybe one day they wake up with this desire to start doing ballet and they're like, oh, like that I don't have time. It's expensive. Like what? Why? And then they just let it go. But I act on those on those impulses. impulses. Yeah. Um, and Ugh, it's I love you. It's yeah, only it's really unique. And that it's is really so cool. cool. That, I mean, the, no matter what you think right now or you're scared about the you not knowing the consequences like that skill of yours is, is the reason going to serve you yeah. like it's not going you're gonna fi- you're gonna figure out the next step the sustainability yeah. of the you but know what i mean that's the thing it's like it's i think when it comes down to it it's either you let yourself be fearful or not mm-hmm. i think the one of the biggest blocks in anyone's life is fear like and the reason failure exactly like the reason my friend is not quitting her job to start her own business is because she's scared I always say to myself when I'm about to endeavor in something new or if I think of a new idea or a new project or whatever it is, I always, and something's holding me back, I ask myself, is it because of fear? And if fear is the only reason I'm not doing it, I make myself do it. Yeah. And that's, you have to, I mean, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. You have to, especially when you're hustling and doing your own thing and making your own reality. You have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, and it sounds so cheesy, but that's the only way that you mm-hmm. will be able to follow your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think growing up, it's so funny when people are like, oh, what are your dreams? And then once you get to an age when you realize that you're kind of veering from your dream, you're like, wait, mm-hmm. life is too short. Life is mm-hmm. too precious. Why am I not doing what I want to do? Absolutely. And I think taking that that risk and that leap is only going to benefit you in the long run. Totally. Okay, so I kind of want to – I want to shift a little bit because I know – I know we had talked about this, but I want to hear about your relationship with the word and profession of quote-unquote influencer because – as you had mentioned, like at Milk Studios, you were compiling this list of like it girls. And I feel like you are part of this new wave of influencers that seem, like you said, authentic, that seem like you guys are curating your brand and your images with this grace, but with also like intellect, like there's substance. Whereas I've seen so many influencers that are just, it's not attainable. It's not relatable with you guys like you. I, I kind of put this under the bucket of like Liv Perez or Alyssa in the city, like those types of quote unquote influencers where you guys feel my, like my friends, like it feels like people I would actually know. So 
I don't know, the word itself, I just feel like has gotten a lot of like baggage or stigma around it. And it, but it also like that, that stigma is diminishing what you do and, and, and your work and your art and the things that you put on these social platforms. So like, what, what is your view on what's going on right now? And like what your, what your profession has become essentially. Yeah. This is a really good question. And I've just recently come to terms with this concept because I didn't choose to have a following Mm -hmm. on Instagram. Um, I was doing my thing at milk. I was doing my thing at nylon all while posting my life. And I think something that kind of drew people in was my lack of filter. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have anything to hide. I am not scared to talk about my poops to talk about my we'll talk about that dog to talk about my pimples to talk about yeah. whatever because I'm not only doing it for other people to feel better and to feel human but I'm also doing it for myself because mm-hmm. I'm also I hate using the v word victim but um of of uh the media and these like perfect images and these concepts of the perfect existence and the perfect just even the word perfect I don't, I'm not perfect. I don't want to be perfect. I can't be perfect. And if someone wants to be perfect, that just sounds like a poisonous uh, like goal to reach. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing it also for myself. Like if I do have a pimple, I'm going to be proud of it because I also want to feel comfortable having a pimple. And I want, you know, my follower in Oklahoma who also has a pimple to be like, damn, I have a pimple. It's fine because we all get pimples. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, but it's really hard because then I scroll two images down and there, there's a photo of a gal who has facetuned her entire existence. And you're like, well, maybe my pimple isn't that lit, but I, I, that's, I don't want that, you know, like nobody wants that. Yeah. Your following definitely grew from a more organic place, which I think is what separates you. And also I think those people that I had listed, everyone has, um, uh, not, not side hustle, but they have other ways of expression. Mm -hmm. I feel like, like you have like your modeling, but also your paint and also your writing. And I feel like each one of them has this like secondary expression and channel that they can go to. Um, whereas I just, I don't know, the superficiality of it is just, it's re- I mean, it's hurting all of us, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and, I, and, and it doesn't serve anyone. Exactly. Really. And that's what why now that I do have a community that just happened, I was like, OK, I'm also a quote unquote victim of this hyper reality that Instagram has created. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to take this chance and change it for myself and change it for those following me. Beautiful. So. I hold myself incredibly accountable to use my platform to change that for my community, but change it for myself also. Mm -hmm. So if I'm feeling down, I mean, uh, the pimple in theory is just an example because there's such bigger things on this planet. Mm -hmm. But let's say I do have a pimple. I take a photo and there's a pimple in it and I will post the photo with the pimple and say, I have a pimple Mm -hmm. to make myself feel better and to make others feel better. And I think that's my way of kind of navigating this 
um, unattainability that Instagram has created. Um, and I think it's working. And I think that it's you have a choice when you have a community. You either use it for good to add to people's lives or not. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I posted a photo knowing, you know, 30,000 people were going to see it. And my caption would be like, sunny Sunday with my latte. <laughs> Hashtag good vibes. Totally. You know, like yeah. what is that doing for anybody? No one. You know what and I mean? It, yeah. And in a world that is just so oversaturated with fluff, I, I feel like that's now my responsibility is to use this platform for good. And I and recently I've kind of finally found my angle, which is uh, wellness on like a bigger scale. So when I was at Nylon, I was writing about beauty and I had just started to kind of scratch the surface with trying to write about beauty in a more um, inclusive way mm. because not everyone has $200 to spend on Sunday Riley or not everyone can go get a facial or not everyone, um, I don't know, even has the time. You know, some people oh. work from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. and when they come home, they don't want to put a mask on. They want to yeah. shower and go to bed. Right. So I was just starting to scratch that surface. But now that I have my own thing going, um, I've kind of turned it into food, like mind, body, spirit, like what you Mm -hmm. think, what you say, what you eat, what you do, how you a more holistic approach. Exactly. Exactly. And bringing it back to humanity. I think that's kind of your more grounding space, like is to really be this flawed amazing person that you are like it's you're not again you're not trying to hide anything and i think it, it, it has worked and it just proves that that can't that work works. <laughs> yeah. like it's just so yeah it's and so that sad that people think it should the yeah. way you exactly. know what i mean and it's easy it's easier for everyone and i i almost i think sometimes even though right now uh most of my income does come from the internet if you mm-hmm. will it comes from advertising things that I believe in and working with brands that I like for example like you said you love Paige jeans I love Paige also like I just did an advertisement with them but the reason I did it was because like you said they're comfortable like this jacket is cute and I feel cute wearing it and it has like good length sleeves which Mm -hmm. is really important because I'm (laughs) a little five three gal um, I'm five two. Yeah, it's a hard one for us, <laughs> but they have so many crop styles. <laughs> anyway, I need um, to check out their jacket but wait, section. Can you, actually, this is a good sec. I want to talk about your modeling. So you've kind of have been able to capitalize on. It feels like brands nowadays are trying to put forth a more normal yeah. human. Yeah. I'm not saying that you're you look normal because you're fucking gorgeous, but like a more human Thank and <laughs> untraditional quote unquote look yeah. rather than the six foot anorexic looking whatever Dang. model. Yeah. So and it's incredible that you've been able to gain income through this kind of new method of modeling that yeah. brands are tapping into. And it's and it's been working for a lot of um, a lot of companies like Nike, like Madewell. I know you've done like North Face, like these types of companies that are kind of bringing it down, like kind of just like scaling it back. a yeah. little. You know, well, I and think they're also catching on to this kind of like toxicity that sure. is that is. Uh, being more and more talked about 
in the modeling industry specifically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But just like on a, in a, in a bigger scale, I think people are just fed up with this ideal. Yeah. And it's not attainable. But it's also confusing because like if you go to a brand like Victoria's Secret, they have this one size imagery, but everybody in the store doesn't look like that. So why wouldn't you cater to who your buyers are? Let's not bring up Victoria's Secret. Your buyers are real people. So why are we putting someone that doesn't match and that's one type of person that that definitely deserves to be represented as well. And I mean, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it across the board also on online shopping, which I love. Like I'll see, I mean, Everlane does this outdoor voices where they'll have, you can pick the model to see the shirt on. Oh, that's so awesome. So that you can see the dip, what it looks like on more, a, more on you. Yeah. On a different size person. Like instead of like a very skinny model and then you get the shirt, you're like, well, this is nothing yeah. like it. Yeah. But no, so kind of talk about how you got into that and like what you think about how that shift is happening. Yeah, well, I'm trying to think what my first quote-unquote, like, modeling gig was. But I feel like for a while I was just doing favors. Like, mm. at Milk Makeup, they were like, oh, our model didn't show up. Like, let's throw Bianca, the intern. Yeah. Let's throw the intern <laughs> in there. She's she's cool. Yeah. Like, she has she's cool, cool earrings on. <laughs> um, so it, it slowly started like that, and I think – that when I would post, because I was proud, so I yeah. would say, hey, look at this video that I did for Milk Makeup or whatever. So then other people would see that, and then I think they thought, oh, so Bianca does that, so I'm yeah. I'm working on this clothing line, and maybe I should ask Bianca. Mm, and got it. at first, I was kind of like, I'm not a model. I don't model. I don't want to model. Mm. Modeling is silly, you know? Mm. But then I, I, I thought, okay, Bianca, this is actually an opportunity to change the game. This is how you can go literally like be a spy almost like go in from the back end and change it from the inside out. Mm, so awesome. I would say yes to these things because I am short because my face isn't symmetrical. I do have pimples. I do have a bump in my nose. My eyebrows aren't even. You know what I mean? One of my ears like sticks out <laughs> incredible <laughs> amounts, you know, like I'm like the average person. And I thought if I keep saying yes to these things and if I keep showing up in these images, more people will see a normal person in images. And if even if it's just like my friend's clothing company, it starts small. You know what I mean? So I kind of started like that and um, it just grew and grew and grew. And I got reached out to, like we were saying, by Nike, by Madewell, by North Face. I just recently did a holiday campaign for Levi's. And it was so funny. Uh, there's a Levi's store here in, uh, in downtown San Diego. And my father works across the street from it. And on one of his days where he was getting a coffee, he went, he just popped in. Oh, my God. And I was in there. And he came home that night. He's like, Bianca, you're in the Levi's store across from my office. Like, you need to come. I told all the employees that, <laughs> that you're my daughter and they don't believe me. So you need to come. So I went. And it was my first time seeing like the final images and I was so happy because they did not Photoshop a single pimple off my face. I was like, yeah, I was like, hell yeah. Like I'm a, I'm a pimply gal, (laughs) um, despite, uh, what people may may think. I mean, granted there are worse situations but there are Mm -hmm. better situations Mm -hmm. i do try really hard to take care of my skin okay yes please yeah let's talk about let's do skin we're we're having some issues over here (laughs) yeah i mean 
And that's what I was thinking about today is it all comes in waves. Like we yeah. all have good skin periods. We all we have do. bad skin periods. And I that's think, a good point. I and do. I think people forget. They look at it's this whole highlight thing of the bad. Yeah. And people just yeah. think they were brainwashed to think, oh, that girl right there, her skin's always good. But we don't know because she doesn't post, post her bad yeah, period totally or true. she doesn't appear on TV in her bad period or you know yeah so absolutely. i was really excited about that but um but yeah then, so what are your give us i mean this is the thing i'm tired of this question though because every person's skin is different like your go-to's could not work for other people's but for you specifically what have been kind of like your saving grace in terms of products so i'm a big picker oh a huge same, picker same and not good First thing is first, no matter what you use on your face, if you're a picker, it's not. I mean, it's just you can throw your money down the toilet. You can buy the best Points cream <laughs> in the world, but it's not going to fix what your little fingers can do. And yeah. I'm I literally wake up every morning and I'm like, today's the last day. Today's the last day I'm going to pick my face. But today is the last day I'm going to pick <laughs> my face. But um, I have had good periods mm-hmm. where I go months without touching my face. Mm. And that's when my skin glows. But obviously I have a little help. <laughs> I have a little help. Um, so I would say that some of my key guys are – so Sunday Riley makes a serum called Good Genes. Mm-hmm. The lactic acid. Exactly. And that has helped with my hyperpigmentation. How, how often do you do it? So much. I do it every other day. Whoa. Yeah. But have I you – people are only supposed to do it once a week. Once a week. Have you – Everybody's skin is different. Yes, exactly. And I grew up going to the dermatologist and Mm, using retinols and retin-A's and got it. Like straight up science on my face. Totally. So my skin can handle it's a good deal. But what I have learned uh, the hard way is putting layering actives. Mm -hmm. So I used to pick. And then be like, oh my goodness, I made, I ruined everything. Let me put nine different layers of nine different products on mm-hmm. and pray that in the morning I'll be just fine. No, it gets worse because these active ingredients then fight each other. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to realize more and more, uh, even after my beauty editing days, that less is more. For example, when I was at Nylon, we would get so much sent to us to try. I would wear 19 things at night and then... After like a few weeks of doing that and then switching and then stopping and this at the end of I think those three months where I was beauty editing, my skin has had never been so congested. And I was like, what's happening? Maybe I should wash my pillowcase or something. And it's like, no, putting so much stuff on your face that your skin gets confused and just like breaks out. That's what we're kind of coming to terms with, Mads. Yeah. So. I recently got like super into skincare and like the whole like Korean 20,000 step nightly thing. And I'm really, really diligent about looking at ingredients and not mixing active ingredients and making sure to whatever uh, switch off days when I'm doing certain things. But it's got I think it has gotten to the point where I'm you're doing too much. I'm do. It's not even that. It's just like I. I, I <sighs> It's hard because everyone says for I'm only doing a cleanser, a toner, a serum, and a moisturizer, which is the core four. Like y- those are the ones you need to do essentially. And like I sometimes even skip the moisturizer because I'm just like I feel like I already have too much on my face. Like I'm so scared I'm gonna wake up with a thousand new pimples. Like for me, I've haven't gotten it down to a science. 
it's like literally I wake up and one day it's unbelievable. And I'm like, holy shit, my face is fresh. And we're then, cured. And we're cured. <laughs> and I'll do the same exact routine and wake up with a thousand pimples. Like it's, it's such a crapshoot. Like, and it's a learning process. And every person, as we were saying, has different thing and whatever but it's just so it's so frustrating yeah and there's also so many factors it's oh do you exercise do you not how much coffee do you drink do you have a lot of chocolate do you have a lot of sugar do you have dairy how did you sleep do you did you drink um are you how is your gut flora like there's just so many things to consider also age you know, yeah. like I have a lot of, like I said, older friends. I actually remember asking my brother because my brother and I um, actually used to bond in the in the bathroom with all of our like Neutrogena yeah. uh, <laughs> so acne cute. products. And we'd be like, oh, like, can you ha- pass me the, the pimple medicine? Yeah. <laughs> but now my brother's face is flawless. He's four years older than me. And I was like, Alex, the other day in the bathroom as I like am examining a blemish, it's like, did you did you reach a point where you think your skin had like a a shift a turn? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. When I turned twenty five, I feel like wow. my skin kind of stopped getting like w- didn't ha- I didn't have active pimples anymore. Yeah, so you go through phases. phases. You go hundred percent. Or like for example, my mother. She was like, yeah, I turned I don't know thirty whatever, and all of a sudden got rosacea on my cheeks. Yeah. yeah. You, or adult yeah. acne. You know, you just sure, never, you know, never know. And I think yeah. going even going back to this social media thing, we're all conditioned to think that even clear good skin it's common it's not i'm sitting at this Mm -hmm. table and all of us like have normal skin (laughs) you know very normal very normal we're normal people hormonal acne skin yeah hormonal acne yeah that's the the bane of my fucking existence the chin the chin i i'm wearing cover-up right now because i did not want to grace you all with my (laughs) redness that's it is i look like a pubescent 13 year old like I cannot believe it's I mean but the thing about hormonal acne which is so frustrating is that it really is it's hormonal it's all hormonal like you really can't do that much like you could try to prevent it and reduce it a little but it's we gotta get on that medication that my friend's on I'm gonna send that to you okay but regardless it's like it's as you said it's stress like for me I'm going through a really stressful time so I 100% know it's that it's probably stress it's also periods coming I was eating dairy. I was drinking a lot last weekend. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like, yeah, of course. And then I'm like, yeah. oh, the products don't work. I'm like, no, it's like. It's you everything. To, you it's really everything. need to think about it holistically. Yeah. But anyways, not to bore everyone because we talk about <laughs> skincare every fucking podcast. Yeah, we're basically um, a Wait, but we want to talk about bowel movements because. Yeah. Um, so everyone, Bianca shares Scout and my struggle with digestion and gut health and uh bowel movements so please enlighten us on certain tips that you have found successful especially when you travel so much too which i like i can't if i travel it's done like i'm i'm not pooping for a couple days it's it's true i actually it's really funny because maddie and i actually i think the reason why we got so close so fast was because we were at lunch and probably me. I don't. I started talking no, we about both pooping. Were like, we were like, we're so constipated right now. We like yeah. both couldn't eat something. We were Ex- like, we yeah. can't do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And then we started talking about how constipated we were and how much trouble we've gone through and the ins and the outs and whatever. And that just automatically you become blood brothers. Exactly. We were blood it's, brothers. And I feel like so many people 
go through this type of issue they just don't talk about because it's pretty if i travel i i've been constipated for 10 days before oh of course me too 10 days i mean that's oh but do you know what i was in france and i was constipated because i was traveling even though i had my own bathroom and everything and um my mom and i walked into a pharmacy and we got these all natural laxatives yeah and they were made with fig actually yeah and that shit worked so well Mm -hmm. yeah it yeah. was incredible. I, I wish know. I had the name of it right now. I don't, but it's yeah. yeah. Bianca and I talked about Smooth Move, which I've gone off of. Okay, which, thank like, God because you were ruining goodness. your colon, man. No, yeah. Bianca drinks it. Every, no, every it's day so too. bad for you to drink. No, it no, every no, are, day. Are, you, are you done? Okay, good. So the everyday thing is just with nothing. Like nothing is everyday. But there was it, that's the thing. This whole bowel movement thing is a cycle, and I think yeah. everybody learns the hard way. Mm-hmm. Because so many of these products are so easily attainable mm-hmm. that you're like, oh, I'm really constipated right now. Let me have a smooth move every day for three weeks and like, uh, let's see what happens. But it doesn't work like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think um, there's like a, a, a self-discovery path, s- probably starting with smooth move because yeah. it's so accessible. You go yeah. to a and grocery store. And it works store. and you're just like, ugh, I just want something to work. Wait, yeah. so my husband works in the gut microbiome industry. Why hasn't he solved this for us? I don't fucking know. Why don't we ask him? Okay, also, he's listening right now. Why doesn't he so give babe? us some probiotics? Some Can like under the table good probiotics. Yeah, babe, Can I tell you guys a secret? I have yes. a theory. Ooh, yes. Ooh what's I have your theory. So okay. I am studying right now to become a holistic nutritionist. Amazing. And we talk a lot about fermented foods. Mm. And this whole probiotic craze wasn't hasn't been around for I mean, I'm sure it has, but like it ebbs and it flows. And, mm. I'm, and right now it's peaking. Everyone's like, oh, what probiotic do you take? Right. Yeah. But totally. I'm a big believer in call me archaic, but in tradition, you know, oh, I, love I that. mean, sauerkraut and kimchi. Yes. And yes. these foods were invented for a reason. Have you ever tried gut shots? No, what's so that? So it's amazing. You can get it at Sprouts. And I was taking it a bunch because it just literally de-bloated me and I wasn't constipated. And then Adam looked oh at the goodness. label and he's like, it's just sauerkraut. Yeah. <laughs> literally, it's literally just <laughs> sauerkraut. <laughs> exactly. And, and for example, branding and all this. Like, yeah. Blah, 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 gut blah. shot. Yeah. But OK, so go back to the traveling topic. Yeah. Um, I was in Germany once and I was really constipated. And a friend took me to a grocery store and bought me sauerkraut juice. It was like, drink wow. this, drink yeah, that's and drink all shot. of it. Yeah. And it, I mean, my, the thing is my bowels are a little wild, <laughs> so it only helped a little bit, but he was like, yo, yeah. if I drank that whole thing, I'd yeah. be on the toilet for a week. But how magical is that? It's yeah. just cabbage and yeah. salt. You know what I mean? Okay. We I need to try drink that. sauerkraut juice. That's what gut shots are. It's sauerkraut juice. A yeah. shot. A shot. Sh- so I really a think. A shot of sauerkraut in the morning. Fermented maybe. food. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just, mm-hmm. you know, like whenever you go out to eat and if there's kimchi on the menu, Order it's not it. hot. It's not attractive. But um, <laughs> I just I think I it's try it. I just ate kimchi the other now. day. Yeah, I ordered kimchi. A side let's kimchi. Like, let's, put, let's like let's make this trending. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a new Brussels sprout. Sauerkraut, <laughs> exactly. And you know, I think it's it's a lot. It gives me more peace of mind if I have a spoonful of sauerkraut in my salad mm-hmm. rather than this like random probiotic that I randomly picked at Whole Foods and randomly played fifty bucks, paid fifty bucks for, and I'm like, well. So let's, let's see, see what happens works. that's what i do and it never works yeah, yeah. and we <laughs> like spend we spend guap on all this stuff and it's like okay let's 
let's go back to our food. Yeah. And I really think it, is. it comes down to our food. Yeah. I think it's how much you eat, when you eat, and what you eat. Mm-hmm. And then if you really pay attention to those things, I think in theory we could really combat constipation and combat any sort of bout yeah and bloating any any yeah ex- oh. bloating especially and like just anything happening that's not regular in your bowels it's not you don't have to run to the doctor and and ask for a probiotic or ask that's for right. guidance on whatever it's like okay so how much dairy are you eating? Yeah, let's yeah. How much gluten are you eating? Mm-hmm. Like obviously if you have pasta three nights in a row you're gonna feel a little bloated yeah. and maybe you're not gonna go to the bathroom the way that you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I guess going back to tips and I'm going to plug this a little bit. I'm working on a, a wellness scene right now and I have a a list of, um, I guess like pooping tips in order of, of strength. Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) so the first one is in the morning, like, let's say you're, you're just discovering, okay, I think I'm constipated and think I'm feeling a little funky. Um, I would start with a glass of hot water. In the morning. Mm-hmm. And this is for like beginners. Like Maddie and I had to go pretty deep. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I went? probably need, I probably need more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We went pretty deep. I've done the like warm lemon water shit. It doesn't, I mean, yeah. it's just, it's good just for your, like, it's very yeah. good it's for you. It's a good cr- grounding way to start your day, but like that is yeah. poop. But uh, I'm not, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. There was probably definitely a point in your journey where in that warm water probably could have worked. If I stuck with it for sure. Yeah. But then I was like. I was drinking that every morning and I was constipated and then yeah. like it probably could have gone on a regular yeah. thing. Or it just didn't. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like maybe for your system, that warm water didn't work, but then X worked for you. Sure. But for me, the warm water could have worked or for whoever, you know right, what I mean? Right, 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 right. So I would start like really easy for beginners mm. with warm water. And mm. then you slowly start adding things to that warm water if it's not working, whether it's lemon juice. Ginger, ginger apple cider vinegar mm-hmm. and you kind of create this you elixir yeah I, I used to drink i need to get back into that i used to drink yeah, a drink every morning it was mint apple cider vinegar cayenne and turmeric and lemon yeah every day like a but yours was cold which i didn't understand fucking big yeah but yours was, was cold no you're supposed to yeah. warm, warm. Is, helps yeah. it oh. flow through Whoops. quicker i was yeah. doing it wrong yeah <laughs> but you said it worked yeah, it was so re- and oh, I felt amazing. Oh, so yeah. whatever. Oh, maybe that's why my skin was so clear back then. See, d- I'm tr- yeah, I'm trying to also think back when my skin was clear. I'm having like, an guys, epiphany. It's, about, it's honestly a lot of it has to do with what you eat. Yeah, you you're know? right. And people, I think people forget. They're like, oh, let me have this pizza or let me have these three beers or let me have this ice cream. And then by the Sunday ride, and they're like, what's going on? Yeah, totally. You know? Totally. But, it's all um, balance. It's all, yeah, it's back to basic. I think we just all like need to. Get back to basics. Yeah, yeah. it's just and like just take like a step tradition. Back. I like that. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's yeah. it's it's a, again, it's a hard truth. It's a hard truth because if you're eating too often, if you're eating too much, if you're eating the wrong foods, mm-hmm. start with that. You yeah, know, it's, it's like d- don't go buy something. You don't need a doctor sure. or uh, come to me. Everyone slide into Bianca's uh, DMs. Um, but yeah, I think it's about. What you eat, how often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hi, Mom. <laughs> no, you're totally fine. <laughs> we're we're wrapping Hi. up now. Oh, no, you're fine. Okay. Should we wrap up? Yeah, we have to wrap up, though, anyways. But 
No, it's fine. <laughs> we've been, oh my God, we've been chatting for an hour. We yeah. have been, woo. Okay. We are, we're, we're not even, we didn't even scratch the surface, oh, guys. I, 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 I know, I could talk with you forever. Yeah. You have um, to come back on. Okay, tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram. Yes. My I, I don't know what to say. It, either, either it's username, handle. handle. I just like handle. my, I, my Instagram name. My I Instagram like name like is vbiancav. Mm. And on there, I have my website, biancavi.com. But what I like to tell people is I'm always I'm always there on DM. You know, people... Slide into your DMs. Yeah, slide into my DMs. And a lot of people ask me for eating tips and pooping tips and skin tips and just tips. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm there and I'm all about, you know share the share the 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 knowledge spread the wealth (laughs) spread the love because because I got so much of that you know like I was given so much in the start of my journey and given so much guidance and given so many little morsels of information that you just got to keep paying it forward you know um you can find me at at Maddie Mayo you can find me at Scout Sobel and you can find OKSIS at OKSIS podcast Thank you, sister. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Bye. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together.